Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you win at home and in life. Well, welcome back, podcast family. We are about to dive into another amazing topic. Hello, Rodney and Michelle Gage. How are you guys? Hey, Great. Dr. Linda. Great. Excited we, to be here. We I love doing this. It's exciting. Today's topic is going to be so helpful. It's all about understanding your teen's behavior. And I know you've got a book on this, don't you? I do. And I'm really excited because uh, what's interesting is that we did a book or I did a book, uh, wrote a book, should say, 20, over 20 years ago. And, uh, and man alive, who would have ever thought, you know, time would fly by and things in our world today would change so much. However, um, what we began to realize is that the book actually was spot on. And has and and is still just as timely and relevant today as it was then. So what we've done is we're coming out with a new 2.0 version, kind of a revised, expanded version of the book called "Why Your Kids Do What They Do." And what it does, it just kind of takes a uh, a look at the driving forces behind our teenagers' behavior. And so, obviously, if you're listening today watching this you're the parent of 18 or let me let me even just say a preteen. Yeah. i like to call them tweeners yeah. <laughs> they're kind of in that in between um or but a grandparent of a teen that's yes right. or that's a right. grandparent or a teacher of a teen absolutely anybody <laughs> yeah. who works with teenagers <laughs> okay, as around teenagers you need to yeah. maybe uh tune in lean in a little extra uh closer because I really am, uh, I'm very, very passionate about this. I'm a firm believer mm -hmm. uh, that this is at the core of everything that we're seeing, everything that is weighing heavily on the minds and the hearts of parents mm -hmm. today as relates to stuff that their kids are working through and going mm -hmm. through because of, sadly and unfortunately, the mental health challenges that kids are facing that without question, a new study was just released. The number one concern that is on the minds and the hearts of parents today is the mental health issue. Right. And so knowing the issues of depression, anxiety, fear, you know, worry, stress, all of these factors that are and that are having a profound effect on their children's self-worth or self-esteem, mm -hmm. the list goes on and on. All of this obviously is at the forefront of conversations and parents are, what do we do? How do we, how do we help? Educators are even trying to get their arms around the health department. You know, the CDC has just exposed it. In fact, they just released a new study where uh, since COVID, pre, well, it's, it was a 10-year study. So the study began pre-COVID, but ended post-COVID. Within the last 10 years, teen suicide among girls is up 60%. Mm. And teen suicide, both for boys and girls, is nearly doubled in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. So, and, and what's sad and unfortunate is that, you know, that is the, that's the ultimate consequence, if you will, of all that has happened and is still continuing to happen. And I think for a lot of parents, and rightfully so, you know, they're throwing their hands up in the air and it's like, what do we do? Right. Where did we go wrong? How did we allow, you know, these type of situations to get so off path? And teachers obviously are, you know, they're working through and addressing a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. 
but social media has kind of poured gasoline on the whole issue and challenges that I think are weighing heavily on the minds and the hearts and the emotions of our kids because of everything they've had to overcome, especially since COVID. So all that to say, there's a lot of underlying things that are happening. And I think what I have seen from pastoring for over 20 years, you know, us being in ministry for over 30 plus years, working with literally countless of families, specifically parents, what I've come to realize is so much time, effort, and energy and attention is being placed on the external, the behavioral side of what's going on. And so therefore the parents are reacting right. to, you know, every little thing that's surfacing. And, and I understand, I get it. We, we know we've been there, but at the same time, rather than taking a reactive approach, mm -hmm. I think parents can readjust mm -hmm. and take more of a proactive approach. And that's where a lot of the parents are asking the question is like, well, how do we do that? How do we take the proactive approach? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> a kid just doesn't wake up one day and say, you know what? I think today I'll start using drugs or, Hey, today's a good day for me to start having sex with my boyfriend or girlfriend, or today's a good day for me to start getting drunk. Kids, nobody wakes up one day and just suddenly says, Hey, let's, let's try this and see what happens. No, there is a progression. Yeah, right. There is something that drives that, those kinds of decisions or, you know, lifestyle choices that people make. People just don't instantaneously or spontaneously choose to do those things. Mm -hmm. I think there's always an underlying, a driving force behind it all. And if I could summarize everything we hear about, see, read, in today's world and society, I could summarize it in one word, and it's the word needs. Mm -hmm. There are key emotional, mental needs, but obviously the emotional, what I call relational needs that are being neglected, ignored, and they've gone unmet. And therefore kids are looking to other sources, looking to other people, looking for other ways to get needs met in their life that are not being met either at home or in other healthy, productive ways. So how do we do that? How can we help take a pro proactive approach to making sure that our kids' needs are being met? Mm -hmm. When uh, I remember, uh, we've talked about this before, but uh, when I was a kid growing up, my dad bought a new sports car and of course, back in the day, it was called a Datsun. They don't mm -hmm, even make Datsuns mm -hmm, anymore. Mm -hmm. Somebody say, what's a Datsun? Yeah. You can Google it. Just yeah. Google Datsun. It'll pull it up. It's been replaced with Nissan. Mm -hmm. We're all familiar with Nissans. We drive a Nissan. So back in the day, they were called Datsuns. And he had this little sports car called a Datsun 280ZX. Yeah, I'll never forget yep. my dad pulled in the driveway. And we were like, what? You know, we thought that was the coolest car ever been made. You're and, the youngest of four boys, just yes. a reminder. <laughs> I would have been a little crazy. The thing that was so cool about this car, because back then it was like, man, the technology was so like far advanced, you yeah. know? And so it had a lady's voice that came, I don't know where she lived, somewhere in the <laughs> dashboard or wherever, but this little lady's voice, when the car door was open, it, her little voice was like, car door is open. 
car door is open or there would be like a little um if you left like one of the lights on the dome light or something you know her little voice would say light is on light is on and so all these little indicators and in, in basically these reminders telling you as the driver hey you need to turn off the light you need to shut the girl you know you need to shut the door or whatever or she would say fuel level is low yeah. you know when the fuel level when the little light was turning red it was her way of basically giving you a warning sign mm -hmm. or a reminder mm -hmm. that there was something that needed to be attended to. Well, how great would it be if our kids had yeah. the same kind of indicators or warning lights or somehow they could express those, those gauges, if you will, the, the dashboard of their lives, if they could say to mom and dad, hey, mom and dad, you know, emotional level is running low. That's right. That's so good. <laughs> you know, That's so good. The notice gauge needs to be attended mm -hmm. to. They and they send warning signals, but they are not telling you specifically no, what it is. How so. they're displaying yeah. the warning signs <laughs> and what they're doing to get our attention is usually through negative, destructive, right. mm -hmm. unhealthy right. um ways. And those might even be isolation. Those might just be, you know, they're, they're not talking. Mm -hmm. They are, or maybe they are engaged in things that are really, as a parent, you're watching, but they become isolated, become more disengaged because they have become maybe addicted to, you know, whether it's video games or whether it's social media, you know, or whatever it is that they have poured themselves mm -hmm. into as a way of escape. Mm -hmm. And whatever it is that's feeding that, whether it's worth their value, their self-esteem, you know, if it's getting more likes, if it's getting more views, more streams, this or that, they their worth and their value, their identity, their whole self-concept of who they are is all being measured in what kind of attention they're getting from other sources. Mm -hmm. And that's sad and unfortunate because that's what leads to a lot of depression, anxiety, stress, fear, worry. All these things are because you've got a lot of kids whose emotional needs are weighing in the balance, they're being weighed in the balance. And unfortunately, what they're placing their value in is surface. Mm -hmm. And it is only meeting a temporary need in their life. And also, I, I think um, you would agree that, you know, like, education and the pressure to have certain grades or oh, absolutely. to um, to perform at a certain level with athletics or in the arts you know all of these things are also affecting their self-worth and, no and the way that they're responding to things yeah, just the pressure, a pressure is a, a lot a lot of pressure and a lot of children maybe they're not even trying to get likes they're just they're frozen in self-doubt, just sitting and looking and scrolling and comparing themselves. Absolutely. You know? And they're not even trying to get likes because they know they can't compete wow. with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The pressure is unbelievable. Yeah. So whether it's the comparison issue, right. you know, the performance issue, you know, of not living up to whatever expectations or standards, right. you know, whether it's with the mom and dad or whether it's with the teachers or the coach or just comparing and competing with their peers, their mm -hmm. friends. And, you know, it's just, 
it has ravaged the mental and emotional health of our mm -hmm. kids today. Right. So, and sadly and unfortunately, I think if we would be willing to be honest and transparent as adults, um, we, and I'll vouch for myself here, me included, it's easy to fall into that trap, even as adults, sure. of measuring a lot of your own success mm -hmm. or a lot of your own, I don't know, popularity or status or identity or whatever brand or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it, mm -hmm. based on all of these indicators that really at the end of the day doesn't really matter. Right. You right. know, who gives a flying rip right. if you got, you know, 60 likes versus mm -hmm. four likes right. or, you know, who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, why are you going to put out your, your identity in that? Or what if you didn't, you know, get accepted, you know, as a junior, you know, in, in high school or senior in high school, you didn't get, you know, accepted into your preferred school that, everybody else has worked so hard to get accepted mm -hmm. in and it's like they're devastated because their whole life has been built on getting accepted by whatever so-called university is like the university mm -hmm. be, be accepted mm -hmm. into so the pressure to perform in a classroom as michelle stated or you know trying to get somehow some way you know um recognized for your talent or your ability it is a lot of pressure mm -hmm. So what I'd like to do for the next few moments, I'd like to just kind of talk through some things that maybe could serve as a little framework to help parents maybe learn the importance of the power of needs is what I like mm -hmm. to say. So we all have physical needs, right? We all need air, we all need water, we need food in order to survive. You can't live without those physical needs being met. Mm -hmm. But then you also have spiritual needs in our lives. We all have a need for forgiveness. We all have a need, you know, for peace, you know, to give and to receive love. We all have a need to, re to experience and to have joy, you know, and happiness in our lives. Well, mm -hmm. those are spiritual needs that only God can, can meet in our lives. But what about the relational, emotional needs? Those are things like, you know, love, acceptance, approval, support, attention, you know, all of those kinds of needs that we all long to have met that most many crave. So if our emotional tank is running on empty, mm -hmm. well, guess what? We're going to look for somebody or something to fill that void, to fill that emotional gap, that need and or what I call tank in our emotional lives. And we see this happen even in adults. So what happens is, is that it has a profound effect on the way you think. Right. So if our thoughts are leaning towards negativity, we're thinking negative thoughts about ourselves, thinking negative thoughts about our identity, our worth, our value, you know, because we're competing, comparison, comparing, you know, whatever. Now, all of a sudden, the, that negative thought pattern that we have of ourselves produces negative thoughts, excuse me, negative emotions and feelings. Well, those negative emotions of worry, stress, fear, anxiety, depression, all of those negative emotions ultimately manifest themselves through negative behavior. Mm -hmm. That's where people might start taking a foreign substance, sleeping pills, or, you know, if, if, if they're struggling with, you know, 
patterns of, of an eating disorder. You know, they're doing things, they're making decisions, whether it's diet pills or whether it's, you know, bulimic type of behaviors, they are physically doing things, acting out in ways through their behavior and choices that are all because there is something missing and it is an emotional need that is being neglected. So I think understanding that positive thoughts help produce positive emotions and positive emotions ultimately can help produce positive results and outcomes through our behavior, through the choices that we make. So let's talk about needs. And one of those is just being noticed. Mm-hmm. So we, I love acronyms. Here we go. <laughs> so the N stands so for the N noticed. stands for noticed. And that's just how everybody likes to be noticed. We all need to be noticed. And that's just through giving individualized time and attention to one another. Mm-hmm. I think James Dobson said, the average parent spends less than 14 minutes a week in meaningful conversation with their kids. So, you know, we we touched on this a bit on our last podcast when we talked about honor and just the, that every person matters and the seeing the value and weight and worth in people mm -hmm. and our children just need to know that, that somebody loves them unconditionally. Yeah. And the parent is the the very you parents have more influence than they realize. Yeah. And when they show that they notice their child, they're they're making just such an incredible investment into that mm-hmm. child's life. And I'm as you're talking, I'm just thinking that our world that we live in, our children are are being depleted. Yes. You know, you you use a debit card and you keep debiting over and over and over and over that, that account's going down and we have to deposit yes. into them and, and these meeting these needs, mm-hmm. like the noticing yep. the little things that they do and calling it out in them is, is putting deposits in their account. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. yeah we, we, we're gotten to the place now too, with our phones, our phones, I'm convinced is mm-hmm. without question the greatest distraction. So yes. you notice families, you know, for those that they even go out to dinner, you know, I mean, it's crazy how people, I mean, they can't even have a meal without having their phones. Right. You know, you'll see kids, you know, with their tablets and it's like, we're just all in our own worlds yeah. rather than being in each other's world, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? Sad. And so we just need to understand that everybody needs to have a need in their life of somebody loves them and cares for them enough to stop, look and listen mm-hmm. and take notice mm-hmm. they even exist, yes. you know? Yes. And that's just do, just getting practical. I mean, go old school, have a conversation. There you go. <laughs> you know, wow. just how was your day today? You know, or, hey, how did, you know, how did your friend, you know, how things go with so-and-so or just, engage have conversation you know stop doing what you're doing just to focus on the other Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. you know i like to say this way even just you know ask questions ask open-ended questions you know to get response to get some dialogue going you know just to break the ice a little bit because what does that do it lets it goes back to what michelle just emphasized it's putting value Mm -hmm. on who this person is Mm -hmm. you care enough to notice you care enough to show 
you know, what truly does matter to you. I like to say it this way. Kids need to receive focused attention because they are respected as a person, valued for who they are and appreciated for what they do. Mm -hmm. So anything that parents can do to show respect, to show value, to show appreciation, it help, it, help, it helps meet that need for being noticed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not gonna be, the more we can do it, the less they're going to go out and try to find it exactly. in unhealthy exactly. areas or unhealthy people. Yeah. Absolutely. That sometimes are right there ready to That's right. to to notice them. Right. right. Why mm -hmm. why are likes and streams so important? Yeah. It's yeah. a way we get recognized. Yeah. It's a way we get noticed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The more the more we get noticed, it fuels something within us mm -hmm. to want to get more, right? That's right. It becomes That's right. this addiction. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, th I think too parents can show their children how to have conversation or put words around the need for being noticed. Like, like I remember we tried to, to explain to our kids, Hey, if you need something from us, it's okay to let us know. Mm -hmm. And I keep going back to this thing where Tiffany, our daughter would sometimes come up to us and just say, Hey, I need some skin. That's her, that was her phrase. I need some skin. And what she was saying was, I need a hug. She'd go up to her daddy and say, dad, I just need some skin. And he'd put his hands around her and just, you know, in a, a very fatherly way, just, just give her a hug and, and she's good. Or, or, you know, tell her to come home and go, mom, I just, I got to talk, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so for us to let our kids know that they have some, we can give them some, some conversation starters or mm -hmm. just let us know when they need to be noticed, mm -hmm. I think that goes a long way to let them know they can ask for that, right? Yeah. They can. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that leads to the next letter. So let's keep going here through these. So N stands for notice. E stands for empathy. Mm. So uh, when we talk about empathy, empathy is, it, 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 I like to phrase it this way. Kids need to receive comfort when they experience hurt, pain, or sorrow. And empathy is different than sympathy. Empathy, you know, is taking it a step further and it's feeling what somebody else is feeling. Mm -hmm. it's, it's entering into the world to where you're experiencing the pain with them. You know, sympathy is like, oh, I'm sorry that happened. Right. You know, too bad. You know, let's move on. Mm -hmm. But empathy is getting down in the trenches with them and really feeling what they're feeling. So, you know, if a, if your daughter, let's say comes home and, you know, her boyfriend, you know, broke up with her at school or, you know, sent a text message, you know, they usually do it through a text message, you know, you know, let's just say that as an example took place, she comes home, she's devastated. She's going to go in her bedroom, shut the door. She's probably going to be in isolation for a while. And, but rather than uh, you know, knocking on the door, Hey, what's wrong? Come out of your room. Why are you being this or doing that? Um, uh, you got homework you need to do. You need to do this. You need to do that. And all of a sudden, you know, when you find out what the cause yeah. is for her being shut alone in her room, and then she were to per perhaps tell you what happened rather than kind of blowing that off. Like, well, is that all you're worried about? Mm. Good grief. He was a loser anyway. Let's get your room cleaned up. <laughs> Well, that's not empathy, right? you know, right. and what she just took from that is another jab of rejection mm. that nobody cares, which leads back to the whole issue of not being noticed. Yeah. Nobody cares enough to care. Nobody cares enough to notice. 
And eventually when kids get that enough, then yeah. they start believing the lie. Well, if nobody else cares, then why should I care? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so as parents, I think, uh, don't mean to cut yeah. you off there, but as parents, I think we all have different personality types. We have different, if you're a Christian, you have a different spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, some feel empathy a little bit easier than others. I know my dad uh, was that type that just was always very loving and supportive and kind and uh, just always I felt empathetic and there for me. But also he he came across like, let's be positive about it. You yeah. know, this is a difficult situation, but let's shift it to this. But I'll never forget when I was a teenager and had a breakup with a boyfriend and my mom, who is not so much that way, came and sat on my bed and cried with me. Hmm. I will never forget that day because it stands out to me so much that she um, brings me to tears now that she empathized with me. That was not her personality. It's not her personality now, but it's something that I will never forget. And that was a need that was met in my life in a very deep way from my mother that, um, so I'm saying that to say, I think no matter our personality, no matter our gifting, we can do it. That's not an excuse. Right. You're not prone to that or have that yeah propensity that's good yeah so empathy is a powerful emotion Mm -hmm. that needs to be thought about and we need to realize that as parents we can really help make sure that our kids know that they're that they are loved Mm -hmm. and that we do care and we stop to enter into their emotions and feel what they're feeling Mm -hmm. right the other e is the is the um is the word encouragement yeah and so I like to say it this way, kids need to be nurtured as they reach for their dreams and supported when they feel like giving up. And so I just think as parents, we need to speak life into our kids, right. affirm them by the things that we say, the things that we do. You know, it might just sending, it's just on a practical level, sending our kids a text message, you know, maybe as they're knowing that they got a big test during fourth period or, you know, or maybe they're trying out for, whatever club or sport, you know, at, at school. And we're just, you know, letting them know, Hey, you got this praying for you. Here's a verse of scripture, you know, stand on this promise, you know, uh, just anything and everything that we can do to give life, to give hope, to bring a sense of confidence Mm -hmm. into them. Right because the world is beating them down Mm -hmm. again they're competing and and comparing and Mm -hmm. they are they're measuring themselves against so many different things and they're almost like set up for failure because it's like you can't live up to anybody or anything anymore so they at least need to know that hey mom and dad are my greatest cheerleaders that's exactly what i was going to say make it your goal to be their greatest cheerleader yeah yeah Absolutely. What's that phrase? If a kid's breathing or if anybody's breathing, they need encouragement. Yes. Yeah. That's the, so if you want to know if somebody needs to be encouraged, we'll just look to see if they're breathing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. But the answer is yes. There you yes. go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So quickly, the D in the word uh, need stands for direction. And I like to say it this way. Kids need to feel a sense of significance and purpose in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. We were talking, uh, you were actually telling me the story about a friend of ours who um, a girl young girl who found kind of like her purpose through a missions 
uh, little organization she just started. And I can't remember how old she is. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, can, I'm just trying to process. Names, uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's our little, our friend Kiana, I'm, I think you're referring yeah. to. And so her name starts with a K, Kiana. And she has awesome grandmother that she is raising her. And uh, she started a little mission called K Cares for Kids. And she puts together bags. She'll work. She actually babysits our dog, Bougie. Uh, she has different things that she does to, to get money as I think she's like 13, 14 years old. And she uses her money to go buy little trinkets and gifts for children and puts them in bags. And they, her grandmother takes her down to serve the, the under-resourced people in our city downtown. And they'll serve meals. And Kiana has her K cares for kids and she'll pass out these bags to the children of these families mm -hmm. that um, are in need right now and just to bring a little smile and hope because she cares for kids yeah and what's awesome about that because we know her on a close personal level mm -hmm. and she's not you know a real outgoing mm -hmm. you know like charismatic personality she's actually very shy reserved behind the scenes but yet she has found a purpose yeah. that's bigger and greater than herself. She just lights up and when, man, when you talk about I mean, it. Yeah. yeah. She like lights up like a Christmas tree. I mean, yeah. and but what that's done is given her confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's given her purpose. It's something she looks forward to. Mm -hmm. That's what kids are longing for. Mm -hmm. And I am confident that when kids find their sense of purpose, they have a mission, they have a a destiny that is bigger than just, you know, academics or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it just puts, as we just stated, like air in their lungs, oxygen in their tank, because it gives them a purpose worth living for. Mm -hmm. And kids are longing for that. Mm -hmm. And it gives them a sense of significance mm -hmm. because they know that they are helping make a difference. Right. Right. And so it's just such an important need. And the last uh, letter in the word needs is the word S, which stands for security. Mm -hmm. And I like to mm -hmm. say it this way. Kids need to feel, um, excuse me, I'm sorry. Kids need to feel security as well as acceptance, regardless of their flaws and mistakes and loved no matter what. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the need to be noticed, the need to receive empathy, the need to receive encouragement, the need to receive direction and the need to feel and to have security, not just physical security, but also the emotional security, knowing that they're loved, they're valued, they're accepted for who they are, not just based on what they do or their performance, but they are loved unconditionally, accepted unconditionally for who they are can make all the difference in the world. So if we wanna see change in the outward behavior of our kids and the things that they are doing that are so harmful and destructive, I mean, goodness, it just rips your heart out to see what kids are doing today. I think the only way we can change that is to do what we can in our homes as parents. And whether you're a single parent, blended family, I'm convinced that if we, it's like, putting a sponge that has been set off to the side 
and it's gotten dry and it's gotten hardened and it's almost like become crusty <laughs> because it's so hardened. You take that same sponge and you put it under a faucet mm -hmm. and you just let the faucet just with a slow stream of water coming out. Here's what happens. That old dried up crusty sponge begins to soften. It begins to suddenly absorb that water to the point to where it now becomes soft again and moldable again. That's exactly what can happen in the life of a, of a teenager, a child. You watch the emotional needs suddenly become met in their life and the hardened shell on the outside becomes soft again. Mm -hmm. And it's because they are so needy, not in a bad way, but we all are needy. Right. And if they're not getting their needs met again from mom and dad, from home, in a healthy, productive, positive way, they're going to look for other ways or other alternatives to get those needs That's met. Right. And they're usually not good. That's right. And at the end of the day, to wrap this up, our ultimate source and the ultimate supplier for all of our needs that we're talking about, whether it's love, whether it's purpose, whether it's, you know, empathy, the one who's the ultimate supplier and source of our needs is God himself. Mm -hmm. No one loves us, knows us, understands us more so than God. He made us with needs, but he wants us to ultimately look to, to him to get those needs met. But also God places people in our lives through our relationships as a byproduct of getting those needs met in healthy, positive ways. Mm -hmm. So that's the power of needs. And that's what drives our kids to do a lot of things that they do in our world today. So we hope this has been helpful and encouraging to help us uh, maybe look a little deeper behind what's going on in the lives of our kids. Awesome. Some great tips. Well, thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Winning Family. Also, we would love to hear what's on your heart and mind as parents. Send us any questions you would like Rodney and Michelle to answer in the future episodes by sending your questions to the podcast at thewinningfamily.com. We look forward to hearing from you. For more helpful resources and content, be sure to go to thewinningfamily.com. Until next time, thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of The Winning Family Podcast.